1: Welcome to the Brandon Peters Spookish Show. This year, we'll be going through the first season of the HBO anthology series, Tales from the Crypt. In this first installment, we'll be talking about the premiere episode, The Man Who Was Death, and kicking off things with me from the Bob and Tom Show and, very kindly, the Bits and Pieces podcast, Jessica Osman.
0: Hi, Brandon. That was a really good impression of the Crypt Geek. Crypty was it? it I was really good.
1: I probably can't do it again. But I'm going to ask you later. In the
0: crypt. Wait, wait, wait! I stepped on you. Please, that, that was you. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, boys and ghouls, the Brandon Peter Show will be talking about tales
1: from the crypt.
0: If this isn't your intro or your promo video for the entire series that you're doing, I have a promo
1: video. Idea, which is really dumb, but in my wheelhouse of dumb. Like if I make myself laugh, then I'm happy. So I don't know if people know that about me. <laughs> I live to make myself laugh. That's it. that's
0: it. That means you're enjoying it. But no, it was a really fun impression. And Thank I'm you. probably going to have to ask you to do that little the laugh later. But that's that's really hard. Yeah. Well, so, no I just, pressure.
1: It's not like I practice it every day. I do. But uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> How do I? How do you think I get my kids to bed at night? I,
0: we're going. We're going. It's so. time for a story tonight.
1: Um, <laughs> so tales from the crypt. For me, it was like I didn't have HBO growing up. I had to have the free previews, but like, this was one of the reasons I wanted my parents to get like HBO growing up. Like, and I would seek out, and they would have. I think they'd release them on VHS. Um, that would be at like rental stores, like certain episodes and stuff. And I was all about, like, the Tales from the Crypt show because I was like, this is some scary shit. Look at this little fucking thing that laughs and makes weird jokes. But, and you, you watched it. This is I, I grew, up, right? I yeah.
0: grew up watching it with my mom, but I don't, we didn't have HBO until maybe, like, 94 or 5. Mm-hmm. It got so canceled
1: in 96.
0: I... I'm pretty yeah. sure it used to be what syndicated.
1: But, but yeah, it moved and
0: It was to edited like, mm-hmm. because there's a few things that happened immediately in this episode. I'm like, I don't remember so many um like boobs and stuff. Right. Being in it. I remember the movies. Yeah. Like the like even as a kid, we rented the Bordello Blood. Mhm. It's fine. No big deal. My mom was cool with that stuff. Like, she loved the scary stuff and she loves some tales from the crypt.
1: Yeah. I we loved it too. Um, it came from the EC comic book series. So it's, this is a comic book show. Um, some of the stories adapted from comic book stories and whatnot, um, like this one today is from a comic book. Um, there was a, there was a two movies of Tales from the Crypt in the seventies. Uh, they were, they're both anthology movies. Pretty cool. There's Tales from the Crypt. I can't remember what the sequel is called, but it's not called Tales from the Crypt. Uh, and this, the, the thing with like, that sticks out looking back now too, um, and even probably was the hard sell back then. Was big name actors, big time directors, and no network limitations. Like you could do whatever. Like there's, you can cuss, you can kill people violently, and you can show boobies. That's mm-hmm. right. And that, yeah, I mean, we get all that right away here, um, but. Yeah, like that's a big thing. Like, there's a lot of big people that starred in or directed Tales from the Crypt while they were big names. It wasn't like, oh, he got his start doing Tales from no, no. Like, this one's directed by Walter Hill right off the bat. Later this season, like, you know, you get Richard Donner, like, all like Mary Lambert, all these people, Howard Deutsch in their primes, probably just shits and giggles. This is fun. Let's go make a little horror show. Um,
0: Well, there's, if they're working for HBO, right? right so right. whether they've got deals and what movie studios, I would yeah. assume they're
1: working for the home box office. Indeed. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it's it's kind of interesting how this like plays out. Like all this. Oh, this is this is pretty cool. Um, premiered in June June of 1989. So Batman and Tales from the Crypt were born the same month that's crazy oh wow same month same year that's crazy. I like
0: that of Batman just memorized it's I June 89
1: changed my life that movie so we're talking today probably because of that movie some way somehow because it had that big of an effect in my life so was
0: Michael Keaton ever on Tales from the Crypt oh I don't think so or was it too much of a he's like oh, I don't want to do Beetlejuice again you
1: know? that's probably yeah uh, I don't think he was on Tales from the Crypt if I'm Damn, wrong he's be tell Beetlejuice. me I'm wrong yeah he's so good at Beetlejuice so yeah, the we have it has a horror host. It's got the Crypt Keeper. He's the the bookends to every episode as he introduces and then closes things out with you know, good puns and little references to things and
0: I'm sorry, good puns? Amazing puns. Amazing puns. Amazing All puns. the gags, the props he's got associated mm-hmm. with the episode. I love it.
1: Yeah. Uh Crypt is so popular like he got a Saturday morning cartoon spin off and a game show spin off.
0: A game show? There was
1: a game I look it up. There was a there apparently there was a game show with the Crypt Keeper. Uh, <sighs> this but is the- why
0: we listen to Brandon Peters. Yeah. He's got the facts. He's got the random facts we need. I just
1: remember there was a car- yeah, Saturday morning cartoons where we used to have remember there was like a Rambo cartoon and like all these like things that kids weren't allowed to watch got these cartoons. Um, and of course, as popularly known, it had two film spinoffs, Demon Knight and Bordello of Blood, which was during the peak film career of Dennis Miller and Angie Everhart, I guess.
0: Is it... I had looked this up when I was checking out uh, William Sadler. He's in Demon Knight, so he does... Mm-hmm, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I would assume a lot of off. people that are in the movie are also in... One of the episodes at one point.
1: That's possible, yeah, yeah. I remember Demon Night was a big... That was a big hit, too. That was a big deal, that movie when it came out. Um, I think it came out while wow, the show was still running, too. Possibly. I could be wrong about oh, that. Oh, 95. 95, yeah. So the show had another year in it, and then people saw Bordello of Blood, and we like, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. Cancel <laughs> it. Cancel it. We're done. Which as a person who was was a fan of Dennis Miller from, like, Saturday Night Live and stuff back, I'm not, I don't know what happened to that guy after 9-11, but um, he's different now, uh, but I, I was excited for Bordello Blood, and it delivered me some Dennis Millerisms that I enjoy to this day with that movie, but this, we're here to talk about the premiere episode, The Man Who Was Death. <laughs> directed by freaking Walter Hill. Are you familiar with Walter Hill? Just... I don't believe so. You probably are. Walter Hill is like a fabled like director. He came in in the 70s, um, has like a big career like writing stuff and like his, have you heard of the Warriors?
0: Warriors!
1: You know that movie? I don't,
0: I don't think so. Just. What's...
1: Are you serious? You've never seen The Warriors, Jessica?
0: Or heard of it? I don't know. Let me look. Oh,
1: you're going to get forced to watch that movie by me.
0: Never seen it.
1: Oh, my gosh. What about forty? 48- but based
0: off the photos, yeah. Okay. I, I will watch it.
1: Wow. Uh 40- these like
0: men with their vests.
1: Heck, yeah. Uh, 48 Hours. Wait, have you remember the phrase, can you dig it? Yeah. Yeah, that's from that movie. Okay. Yep. Um, 48 Hours with Eddie Murphy, Nick Nolte. Familiar?
0: yes
1: streets of fire that might be one no. no red heat with arnold schwarzenegger and jim belushi no oh okay okay well he is he started deadwood Was oh. that he also was very involved in getting the movie alien made
0: so what james cameron
1: well though the the um the first one with uh, Ridley Scott. So oh, okay. Dan, Dan O'Bannon had wrote it. Uh, and him and D- uh, David Geiler, who's a writing partner of his once in a while, um, came in and they started doing some heavy work to that script. And lo and behold, he's got his name. Like Walter Hill's name is on like every Alien movie. as like a exec producer or something like that because they – you know, worked on the original. I no like degree. a Frank
0: Frank Darabont with The Walking Dead. He made, right he got it on AMC, so he's always going to be attached to any. True, true. He also film uh, part of it, or
1: yeah, yeah. Walter also made an awesome movie that I like a lot. Called um, yeah, he worked on. Oh gosh, he did a script for The Getaway with um Steve McQueen back in the day, but um, did a movie called The Driver, which I really like with Ryan O'Neill. Um, but he uh like. Uh, that movie is basically a prototype for Ryan Gosling's drive, The that movie from years ago. But uh, Walter Hill, yeah, big time guy. He wrote this episode with a guy named Robert Reneau, who wrote Demolition Man.
0: Uh, love it. And Action so Jackson. He, so does he know what the three seashells are for?
1: He might. That might be the guy to ask. Gosh, he of the three seasons before, and he also wrote Action Jackson, which is uh, Brandon Peters' classic, <laughs> starring Carl Weathers. So, uh, yeah, so the the episode stars William Sadler, credited as Bill Sadler. Oh, Bill. So, mm-hmm. It also stars Garrett Graham, Raymond O'Connor, Danny Minick, and Roy Brocksmith. So, Garrett Graham, notable presence. Um, he's in this one. And... Uh a little part though, it was somewhat decent part, but interesting to see him. And uh yeah, so it is about uh, well, after the death penalty is abolished, an executioner continues his former job through freelancing. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he does. It's fun. Don't want to wake up, people. Um so this one is it's kind of a weird way to start it. Like be for I know the next episode and this one aired the same night. So it was a double premiere. So they showed two stories. But this is a Man, weird Man,
0: that's so cool to do in eighty nine. Like that's really cool mm-hmm. they did that.
1: But like it's this whole thing is uh William Sadler talking to the he narrates the whole thing. He talks talks to you like he's Ernest in your Vern and you and he's telling you through this stuff where he's an a former electrician at a penitentiary and he got promoted to being the guy who pulls pulls the switch on the electric chair and he likes it
0: and he will look them in the eye and watch it's kind of creepy but mm-hmm. is that just an HBO thing to break the fourth wall and talk to the audience and cuz like sex in the city would do that a lot in the, the first season
1: Sopranos never did that.
0: And I don't know if it's, I don't know if I'm thinking of like the late night shows, mm. you know, little after dark with HBO or whatever. Yeah. I don't even know what they call that. But just that vibe of just being real cool and talking to you and kind of a slow pace. But Yeah,
1: it almost looks like, uh, like when he's talking, it almost feels like they we're in a commercial from back then. Like that's how people would talk in a commercial, almost. Oh yeah. To things. Maybe that was part of an intent of like trying to look like it was an advertisement for the death penalty because the guy was so twisted. But yeah, he really likes his job. He. We see the de- we open with the death of a guy who's waiting on you know the governor's gonna call or whatever. He killed his he killed like his boss because he wasn't getting good promotions, so he got the death penalty. He, like, thinks there's a cleanliness to the electric chair or something, comparing it to other methods.
0: It didn't look really clean. mm
1: No, and he gives it an extra jolt after the guy goes down. Ugh. And it's, Yeah, it's a tough thing, and, uh, like, there's... Uh, so what happens here is he loves his job. The death penalty gets abolished where he is, um, and... So he loses his job, and they just basically let him go from the penitentiary because they're like, "Uh, inmates don't want to see you here. Like, even just getting your old job. So he trained his replacement, who's now got the full-time job as the electrician. Um, And he goes out, and he decides to carry on with vigilante justice, still using electricity, mind you, to kill people. Oh, yes. Because he likes to... uh, he gets a biker, and he gets him on like an electrified fence is when he's going to like rob somewhere. But he likes bikers, though. He makes it clear, like, oh, I used to have a hog.
0: <laughs> There's nothing wrong with him, right?
1: Nothing wrong. He's with like
0: him. the he was like a Dexter. Yeah, he had to, right. Yeah,
1: tatum. this is the yeah the Dexter that likes a jolt. Like that's yeah, he doesn't cut. He jolts.
0: First off, who I didn't know that you could just anyone could just go to a court trial. A murder trial though and Mm. just watch the verdict so it's kind of weird he's just always sitting back there like oh what's gonna happen do i need to you know go out there (laughs) and do my thing or it's just it's interesting
1: yeah yeah he's like just popping okay oh oh, he is not guilty he gotta quit okay yeah he followed yeah the biker and then there's a couple that obviously murdered this guy's wife they get let go and he, it's Garrett Graham, and he, and they. uh This is where some boobies first come in, mm-hmm. and he kills them in a hot tub. Throw electrifies them in a hot Wait, tub. Where is this hot tub? Are they in like a honeymoon suite or their apartment? Or are they at
0: a YMCA? Is this a spa? They is had a crazy gym? shower
1: too. Like the shower looked like a bit fancy, or That's like, what I'm like, is this
0: a public place that you're in?
1: This is like not somebody's home things that they're they're messing around with, but. Yeah, they they had to get him to a hot tub because they had to figure out how to electrocute more people. Yes, I think that was that was part of it. We have to show boobs, which doesn't matter because they go to a strip club next. Like,
0: but well, one pair is not enough.
1: Yeah, where we get the age-old wisdom from his character of uh, treat a queen like a whore and a whore like a queen. <laughs> All right, so yeah, uh, um, and he gets caught. During like, he's going to kill the the hooker or the, not the hooker, the stripper. She's and,
0: dancing in a metal cage. Mm-hmm. And he's, I don't know what she did to him. Yeah. I, I think confused he's just, on that.
1: I think he's just like sinner or something. He's very righteous with stuff. Um, and he's caught, arrested and just in time for the death penalty to be reinstated. And he's the first person that's going to get to go. And we see him getting carried to the chair Reminiscent of the one we saw at the beginning to get lights out, and he gets the extra one on him too from the guy that he trained to be the electrician. So, and we see the look, so maybe he passed on that look too.
0: uh, it was that the warden that like busts him with the I don't know if it's FBI or the cops, and what a quick turnaround. Okay, you're yeah. guilty and you're gonna fry. Guess
1: what? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. They already knew it was him that did the other murders, and yeah, so he was kind of a sloppy, sloppy person. Mm-hmm. Um, I did notice, did you notice like whenever they were on William Sadler, it was like an upward angle, like we were looking up a lot on him?
0: Oh, I didn't know that. And then when he
1: was sitting at the bar, we were way down the bar from him, if he wasn't talking to us.
0: Are we supposed to be in the chair looking at him? I don't
1: know. Yeah. And there were some angles on people. It wasn't consistent, but there was a lot of people was like looking down when it was other people. But when it was Sadler, we were looking up, and I don't I don't know what the intent was of that. Um, but he would talk, he'd talk straight to you. Um, right. but there was a lot of like looking looking up at him and the camera angles. And then I noticed there was two scenes where he was at a bar and we were like as we were watching him drink we were like purposely angled down so we could watch the bar just long go towards him but there's some interesting choices that i i maybe if i have another week or so to stew on it i would be like that's probably what it was doing but i could not put my finger on that intention because i know walter hill and i know there's a reason for why he would shoot it like that so is it
0: is it sadly looking down on you
1: yeah maybe. i mean
0: just judging the world and yeah. everyone around him um I, like I have to go back and watch real quick
1: or maybe um, it's supposed to you know in the old times you would be you would have an executioner and you would have your head chopped off and you'd be leaning down and you'd look up and you'd look up at your executioner maybe, maybe that, that was so
0: deep that it must be it's probably the answer <laughs> i don't know and it's just, like it, <laughs> nice try like, brandon no All i really that. liked it i was, yeah. That's really good. Yeah.
1: I'm trying I'm just I- trying to think like and when you maybe when he pulls that switch because the switch goes up and he I don't know. I'm just trying to like it was interesting to me I, like I caught onto it. It was the second time I watched. I watched it twice for this and the second time I caught the camera angles. I think I noticed something to start it last time but then I noticed it was rather consistent. But
0: Right. So there was a reason for it versus Michael reason. Bay just keep your DM camera still like I- <laughs> makes me nauseous. Um, but it was fun just turning it on. Donnie's like, oh, yeah. And then he's, he gets to play a, a prisoner and Shawshank. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, oh, and yeah, you know, yeah. He's out there. You know, he's mm-hmm. like on one side of the, the law, I guess. And then he's Haywood later.
1: Yeah. And this is right before he would be the villain in Die Hard 2, Die Harder. So, like, he's, yeah. And I think he'd be death the next year, too. Is Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey 90 or 91? I think, yeah, he'd be death shortly after this as well. And he would work, uh, he would be on a, um, in a Walter Hill movie. He'd be the star of Trespass uh, the next year. So him and Walter Hill hit it off here pretty well.
0: So, I'm sorry, Bogus Journey was 91. 91, okay. But he's in four episodes of Tales from the Crypt, and I enjoy that. Is it... Well, yeah, we have, like, the Twilight Zone and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. But this is kind of closer to how, like, American Horror Story does stuff now. Yeah. Except it's not, like, it's a season. I don't know. It just,
1: knows how to close. Um. Yeah,
0: and it's fun to see characters come back. And now I want to mm-hmm. go watch every episode he's in to see if there's, like, a little Easter egg tying into another character. Right. Just subtly another, it's not related whatsoever, but we'll see someone, like, he'll be using an electric frying pan or some crap. Is there an electric frying pan? I don't know. Is it the worst electric item I could choose? There's like electric. curling irons and blow dryers, but no.
1: Get the, uh, cook the egg. Over
0: easy? Scramble? I'm electrocute you except this isn't even, yeah.
1: Uh, um, it's interesting. Oh, I'll get later. <laughs> Availability for Tales from the Crypt, not great. Um, it I have a DVD set. It is not streaming legally anywhere, though if you're on the tube of views, you probably find your episodes. But, it's kind of odd and like it's hbo show but maybe there's a rights issue because i would have figured that'd be right there on hbo max but
0: yeah i thought they had rights to everything that was Mm -hmm. on hbo assuming well
1: i don't i don't know the right situation with this but
0: maybe i don't know i don't know not even shutter or anything like that
1: no interesting because it's a, a people love this show, and they were going to bring it back on TNT with uh, M Night Shyamalan was going to do it, and it fell through. But I don't know, be interesting to see. I think they did make a third movie, then they dropped the Tales from the Crypt thing from it. But uh, yeah, they, they yeah, they get off the nice start here. It it's it's an odd start. I'm not sure I'd pick this one. I would pick something more horror like. This has the kind of you know twisted karma type thing, but. I don't know. It, but I I did yeah. enjoy it. It's not long. It's funny how these are only like 25 minute long things and they get a lot across that some shows can't even get across in seasons <laughs> with this. But
0: no, it's it's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And I even felt bad that he goes to the chair, even though he's a bad dude. Right. He got too much pleasure out of doing it. But yeah, good for you, mm-hmm. Tales from the Crypt. You made me feel. And then the Crypt Keeker. Crypt Keeper has so much fun at the end. Oh, yeah. It's a bit of a switch for Talbert. <laughs> and he throws the switch. Yeah. He never knew what hit him.
1: He's like, like, I've got, I'm here all night.
0: I love it. Gosh. He's so Brainy scary, bag. too. So that voice, though, with the Crypt Keeper, mm-hmm. like that first episode, that's not his same voice, right? Like it changes over time. So I feel like it was a little bit more deeper or maybe i'm just remembering it no
1: i i think it's the same guy every time
0: or just like maybe they changed like um i know it's recorded it different or i just remember being a little bit more high pitch i guess more often
1: yeah john john castor did it like every every episode and i believe he did the cartoon too
0: yeah that's me then
1: yeah not sure Maybe just hadn't been around it in a while.
0: I think so. I can't believe how long it's been since I've heard his beautiful voice. <laughs> his
1: beautiful, creepy little voice. So awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, we'll hear more of that beautiful creepy little voice um, next week or whatever. but um yeah, the remainder of this series, so you get a taste this week. but next week we'll run all through the week as we go through the rest of season one, which is only six episodes, all of which are, Somewhere you could tube and find it. Um, And the next one will be all through the house. So look forward to that. Uh, Jessica, thank you for kicking this off with me. And uh, the commercial talk was great last week. Um, Some more of that. And you'll be back here sooner than later, of course. I
0: know. I've got to finish season one of Tales from the Crypt now. Right. Thank you for getting me back onto this.
1: Excellent, excellent. And where can people keep up with you this Halloween season? And every season. Um,
0: you can find me over at the Bob and Tom Show. I am on Twitter at JN Allsman, Instagram at Jessica Allsman, and as Brandon so rudely.
1: I was an asshole about it. I really was.
0: <laughs> um, on the uh, Bob and Tom Show Bits and Pieces podcast. So, yeah, that's lots of fun over there. And then, Brandon, where can uh, people find you? Here. That's right. I'm treating this like the heights.
1: Yep. They can find me here.
0: <laughs> He's right going to be right here.
1: Yep. Right here in my Zoom room. Um. All I want to do is run a zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. But if you want to check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon Four K U H D, and uh, written work at Y I I got a lot of reviews of Why So Blue this month. Fucking check them out. They're probably all slop, hot garbage.
0: Will hot you garbage. do a-, a video as the Crypt Keeper? Just for doing a review. Like, oh, maybe they did it. Come on.
1: Mm. Or maybe Maybe. we'll see. We'll see. Suspense, suspense. Uh, but uh, that'll do it. Uh, there's more this week on the show, I think. But uh, you know, until then, um, oh, also going on this month, out now with Aaron and Abe, uh, the horror movie specials they're awesome. You need to check them out. We have done we're doing franchises, so we used to do topics and stuff, and this year we're doing a couple franchises that I don't really see a lot of. Love and discussion. But we've got a Candyman retrospective up. Talking about Candyman. Fairy Candyman for a the of flesh. The really bad Donna Dierico, Candyman Day of the Dead. And the recent Candyman, the Nia DaCosta one. Uh, so thoughts on those are there with uh, James Oster, who's been on this show a lot. And Abe was actually on the Candyman one. Uh, we have The Omen with Todd Liebenow from Forgotten Films joining. The trio of me, Aaron, and Jimmy. Uh, talking about Omen movies. We also have um, Jason Coleman steps in, the OG group of the horror uh, specialist Guys, we talk about Final Destination, and we have uh, Jeffrey Reddick, the guy who created Final Destination. He's a screenwriter for the original and did the story for the second. He's also been in touch with them, so he knows some stuff about the other ones too. He sat in with us for the whole discussion, talks mad shit about the ones he didn't work on. Not, not really, not really, but... Uh, he actually, he actually, you have to listen. He ranked them, uh, his favorites and you will be, sh- you'll sh- be shocked at what his, his top, his ranking was, um, maybe a little bit. Uh, and then we have the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, coming up and that one will have Yancey Burns who you hear on the commentaries every month and the monthly commentary, which will be the 2018 Halloween. And yeah, so a lot of going on over there. So if you're wondering why the content's different, weird over here, cause I'm busy over there. I'm busy here. My Blu ray stack is insane this month. Bear with me, folks. The Brandon Peters Show is still delivering. And thanks to people like Jessica who help out and get it going. So, without further ado, stay film positive.
0: Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters